our places, our people. These are our stories. Well, welcome to our stories. These are the stories of uh, not only the businesses, but also the people in our part of the world that, that make our place so unique. And one of those people, he's an import to this part of the world, a bit like me. Uh, he's also an import to our side of the world as well. And we're very thankful that he's here because he's now the Australian champion town crier. And you will have heard his voice, there's no doubt about it. Kevin Howarth joins me. G'day. Hey, good day. Thanks so much for the lovely introduction, Lee. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's an absolute Absolute pleasure. Of course, recently, uh, as we've spoken about in the show, uh, you've won the Australian Championships of the uh, of the Town Criers. Uh, how often do they do that? Is that an annual event? Yes, that's been every year, except, yep. of course, we had two years with COVID when we COVID. didn't have it for COVID. Yeah. How long have you been the Town Crier now here in Toowoomba? I've been doing it for five years now. Right. So out of those five, you had two that you couldn't go to. So this is your third this, championship? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how did you go previously? Well, last year... Bone of contention, not talking about conspiracy <laughs> theories. I lost by 0.5 of a point. Oh, wow. Out of 600. Oh, dear, <laughs> oh, dear. So you were runner-up last year. Yeah, and, what, and the and good thing this year, well, not a good thing, is the head judge, bless his soul, he was yep. a bit sick this year. Right. So we had an impartial head judge. Okay. Say no more. Okay, the weather's really nice today. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It, it was amazing. It was amazing. Well, you've got a you've got a beautiful voice. You've, you've certainly got the voice for for broadcasting and for doing something along these lines. Where does that start for you? Uh, is this something that you started thinking about uh, as far as maybe being a, a, on radio or something when you were in high school? Was it something you fell into later on? For for me, uh, it was very much you know during high school, uh, teachers started pointing out my voice and uh, and my mum actually suggested you you never ever shut up. So it's one thing or another, politics or going to media. And I had no desire to be in politics. So, uh, so media was sort of the game for me. How did it unfold for you? Well, you've just jogged a memory for me now because when I was about eight or nine years of age, I was with mum and dad walking in a little village in England somewhere yeah. and they had a town crier there and he's doing all these oh yays and all this and the other... And my dad turned around to me and says, do you know what, Kevin, son, you'd be good at that. So I says, why is that, Dad? You've got a voice like a foghorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and that was my nickname. Was uh, it was really? My nickname was foghorn all the way oh. through school. Uh, because the teachers would come back into the classroom and say, I know, Mr. Faulkner, you weren't the only one talking, but you were the only one I could hear. Oh, so fantastic. you'll go down the principal's office, you know. <laughs> God. Which, you know, Don't fantastic. talk about the principal's office. We, we know that really well. <laughs> Very much so. So then you, you leave school. Yep. Uh, what, what direction do you go in when you, when you finish up school? Well, it's funny. The direction I went to, you'd never guess this crazy Kevin here. I, I was working for the government for a while. Right, okay. And, uh, in England. Yes, yep. in England. Yeah, yep. and, and just do, doing things. And then, I, and then I met a girl, as you always do. Yes. Uh, and then her brother did discos. Okay. And so what happened? He said to me, oh, come along to some of the mobile discos that I'm doing. And in the end, I was doing some stuff for him. Then I bought his equipment from him, started DJing. Yep. And I'm, I've been so lucky all my life. Everything's fallen into place. It's like I never plan anything ahead. And then what happened? Somebody saw me working in a hotel, doing yep. a wedding or whatever. And they said, oh, what a good DJ. Come and have an audition for us. So this was in a place called Blackpool, yep. which is like the Gold Coast of England. Which is nothing like the Gold Coast, <laughs> <of England. laughs> but, it's, but it's all fresh air and fun. Yes. And what happened from there, I got went to this audition, and it was a place called Tiffany's. 
and there's 3,000 people out there. And I'm like, my goodness me. And I looked at the equipment. This guy showed me the equipment, and I'm like, goodness me, how do you do this? What's this? What's yeah. that? Like my equipment was just gas. It was like, <laughs> so anyway, he introduced me. And then I went on and I played a couple of records and then jumped about a little bit, pressed the wrong speed on one of the records. And I'm thinking, oh, and I'm talking, I'm this, that, and the other. And I went off. I said, oh, afterwards he came up to me and said, yeah. I said, oh, sorry about that. He says, what do you mean, sorry? I want you to start working next week. Oh, so I was wow. working for the government from like eight till five and yeah. then DJing seven nights a week till three, seven three in the morning. Seven nights a week. At this place, yeah. It was just wow. packed out all the time. And he said, oh, and by the way, Kevin, I said, what? I said, I like your odd socks. And I said, what do you mean my odd socks? And because I was panicking, <gasps> I put a red and a blue sock on. And ever since then, I've always worn odd it's socks. It's just become the trademark. Yes. <laughs> Isn't trade. that fantastic? And then from there, what happened, I started working in other clubs. People would ring me up and say, oh, I want you to come here. Yep. And then I moved down to a club in Cambridge, started working there. And then the manager comes up to me, oh, Kevin, you're having next Tuesday off. So I said, why is that? We've put your name forward for the UK DJ over the year. There's a competition. And I went, oh, what have I got to do? Oh, you got to do 12 minutes of playing music and acting the fool, which you're good at. <laughs> and then I went there and then I won that heat. And then I went to a, a quarterfinal, then a semifinal, then the other final at the Empire Square, Leicester Square. Wow. Empire, and it, it was there in front of like 5,000 people or whatever. And there's about 10, no, 12 DJs. Yes. And uh, I won. And from there I was went all over the place. I went to Iceland. They sent me to Iceland. This is a funny, another funny story. Wow. For five days, I'm coming down the the aeroplanes, uh, the steps of the aeroplane. All this paparazzi come. Yes. And I'm thinking, oh, I've made it. They all run past me and go to the lady coming behind me who was the current Miss World. <laughs> so it wasn't me. <laughs> That's fantastic. You're thinking my adoring public. Oh, my adoring fans. Here then... I am. Don't let it go to your head. Don't let it go to your head. <laughs> I love that. From there, I, I just carried on working all over the place. And they were sending me here. I did Italy. I did Spain, <laughs> Germany. And I went into um, what happened. Another guy rings me up and I'll manager of one of the clubs said, oh, Kevin, will you come and work for me? I said, well, I'm working in London now. I don't want to work in Birmingham. He said, I'm going to Hong Kong. I said, Hong Kong? And I looked at the thing. I thought, God, let's have a go. So I went to Hong Kong, and that was in 96. So I was there for a year and a half for the handover to China. Yes. And that was just amazing, Hong Kong. Oh, it was a good, fantastic place. And then he said he's moving again. And I followed him to Dubai. Wow. And then Dubai is like... Disneyland on steroids <laughs> because they've they found out they've they run out of oil so they've just built this amazing well it's, it's incredible over it? the top yeah. but it's like amazing place yes and I worked in this lovely hotel but it didn't have any soul to the hotel okay and then the guy again moved I said I'm not following you again Terry but I moved him moved with him and I moved to a place called Bahrain yes and Bahrain is a very small country there's about nearly a million people live there but it's the friendliest of all the Arab countries. Okay. They have bottle shops there. Whereas oh, the other wow. ones don't have bottle shops. And I, I went there to work in an Irish pub. <laughs> Good grief. As a DJ. As a DJ in an Irish pub. And you think, Irish pub? So, so you're, you're a, a, an English DJ in an Irish pub in Bahrain. Yeah. And all I mean, the mates are like, what are you doing? But it was like sand outside and you walk in. Yes. And the actual pub was amazing like because the arabic people they've got the money they don't do things by heart yeah, right what they did in ireland sadly a lot of the pubs were closing down and all yep. that with the recessions and things they bought a pub and moved it moved it all Get the out. interior to it because when they were 
open. I, I looked because, of course, it wasn't ready when I got there. And it's like number three. What's number three? And they put a, a like an Irish flag there. Number seven. They put a Guinness sign there. Number three. That and and they made it. They had a still on top of the thing, and it was all wood inside. It was just. You'd walk in and it was just the character was there. Wow. And all the staff were like, they had Scottish, Irish, Welsh, Australians, yeah, all right. sorts of staff. And it was all a big fun. It was like a fun pub type thing. Yes. Everybody did things. We did hilarious things and all that there. And then one, one night a lady came up to me and said, Kevin, you'd be great on the radio. And I went, the radio? What do you mean the radio? And the radio was weird, like we are now. Like we're looking at each other, but yeah. normally we're not looking You're at anybody. Not, no. Like, whereas, like, as a DJ, put your arms in the air. Everybody puts right. their arms in the air when yes. you're doing it live. But when you're on the radio, you just oh, you've different. got to concentrate. And I was lucky because I did an audition for them, and they said, "Oh, Kevin, the morning DJs um, not is not." He has gone away for a holiday for a week. Can you do the morning show? So I was DJ until three, sleeping on the settee, then getting into the radio at six o'clock. And I was still hyper. And I was still really... Okay. And then people used to come up to me when, like, it's quite a friendly island. We'd have barbecues all over the place yep. and things like that. And people come up to me, we hate you in the morning. Does it mean you hate me in the morning? You're too happy. Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> I've heard that. Uh, it's a radio station then, what, for expats, is it? The, no, the, it's, you... a, it's a national, um, we call it the Ministry of Disinformation. Right. But it's the Ministry of Information. Yeah. And you go in, there's armed guards in there. and Good the, grief. And you go in there and you've got the Arabic stations, you've got the English stations, the okay. Indian stations. So it's all media. It's right. a big media complex there. Yep. And of course, like, I didn't know this. I'm thinking, why have you got armed guards on the front yeah. of the thing? He says, in case there's trouble, the first place they will go to would be communications, television or radio, to say, we've had an insurrection or whatever. Wow. And I was like, oh, wow, wow. Well, what happened with me was I wanted to learn Arabic. And right. I, le- I learned a little bit, Salam Aleikum, Aleikum Salah, and Sukran, and, and things like that. But the Arabic guys all wanted to speak English. Right. So I... Everybody was speaking English with me. Yes. So, but what, it's such a melting pot of um, nationalities there. I learned a little bit of Hindi. I learned a little bit of Tagalog, Filipino. Right. Learned all different languages. And, and, when, and, and it's come full circle. When we do the citizenships at City Hall, oh, yes. we've got all the different nationalities. And say an Indian couple have come up and I go, hey, que yep. say? Which means, how are you? And they go, how do you know that? Hey. <laughs> and like, same kumustika to like the Filipino people. And they go... How do you know that? <laughs> and and from there, Bahrain, I and then and how do you end up in Australia? Well, I, I met an Australian girl, as you do. Yes, we, we got we got married. Yes, and uh, we had Hannah, our daughter. Yep. And then after so many years, I, I was enjoying it because they've got this thing that they have in Australia that they don't have over in there, and it's spelt T A X. So if you get paid a hundred dollars, you get paid a hundred dollars. Right. So okay. It. But. Came across, oh, I hope the ATL was not listening here, but then we came across <laughs> and I met Wendy and then we got married over yep. there and then we came, had Hannah and then Wendy's mum was a little bit sick. So yep. Wendy came across to Australia and I came not kicking and screaming, but everything was fine for me. And I, what the heck do I do when yeah. I come here? Like you got to start all over again. Who's crazy Kevin? Who the hell are you, mate? Yep. <laughs> and uh, luckily I fell into it. I went to a, I thought I'm not going to DJ anymore, but then I, Met a guy at one of the wedding expos, started doing some work for him. Then I thought, wait a minute, let's get my own equipment. Yep. So then 
touch wood, everything's gone on from word of mouth and weddings. I love doing schools. I do school, yes. lots of schools all around the schools, birthdays, anything. Just give me a call. Crazy Kevin, if you need anybody to DJ <laughs> for you or whatever, whatever. And then I do a little bit of the community radio here. Yes. And that's how I met Ralph Cockle. Okay. Who, the former town crier yes. here, who's like amazing town crier, amazing guy. He's been yeah. here many, many years. Lovely man. And I got on really well with him. And then he had to shave his head for when he got sick. So yeah. I shaved my head as well. And I got him to do a little cry for my radio show. And then I got on really well with him. Sadly, of course, he died. Yeah. And then it came up about a year later, the council are looking for a town, town crier. crier. So I threw yeah. my hat into the ring. And I thought, well, I'll probably not get it because I'm a pom. But we, we, we had the auditions. And, uh, we had to go to City Hall for auditions, all different people. Yeah. And this, mine was nine o'clock. So I get there at five past nine, don't I? I'm always late. I hope I'm late for my own funeral, but I'm, all, I'm always late. So I go, I go into the, run up the stairs, and there's a secretary. I said, oh, I've come for the town crier thing. So she said, oh, they're in there. But and I didn't hear it. And I opened up the door, and Paul Antonio and all the councillors are there. And I went... Can you wait outside, please? Oh, no. So we've come full circle back to the principal's office. It was like coming in the principal's office. And then I walked in there and then they go, okay, Kevin, yeah, ask me all about Australia, all about, because of course I'm a citizen and all things about to warm. And they said, oh, can you do a little cry for us? And they they told me about that. I had to say something. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want me to do it here? Yeah. I said, can I move back a little bit? So he says, why? I said, well, I'll just move back up. And I did the oh, yay. <laughs> and they all went. And I always remember Jeff McDonald. I said, was that okay? This is okay. They could hear you the other end of Margaret Street. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and I was lucky enough. They, get, I, they said, would you become our town crier? And from there, I just, I just love it. You put on the, the costume, the uniform, yeah. and people generate to you. And we, I talk to all sorts of different people, all ages. And yes. I do little talks at schools every now and then and old people's homes, telling them all about the history of town crime because it's quite a, an amazing history. I some can of imagine. The, some of the stuff that has happened. Yes. Type of thing. A quick one for you is, do you know the, the term don't shoot the messenger? Yes. That comes from town crying because oh. back in the like 14th century or whatever, the town crier was the only person in the village who could read and write. So what happened, okay. the, the, the Lord or the King or the Queen would send directives to the town crier yes. to read the proclamation out to the people. Yes. Whether it's like your taxes are going up or whatever. <laughs> and at the start, they used to be attacked. So what happened is they got a directive. If you harm a town crier, you can be sent to prison. So the town cry was like and affected. And, and what he used to do, he'd read the town cry. And then also the other little saying, pinning the, pin the notice, you'd get your town cry and you'd pin it to a tree or outside the pub or tavern yes. for people to read, even though they couldn't read. So, so that's God. one of the things from, yeah, don't shoot the messenger. And that was what used to happen. Good grief. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. Uh, talking with our town crier, Kevin Howarth, uh, who's just recently won the uh, number one town crier in Australia, is the Australian champion. Congratulations oh, on that honour. Thank you so uh, much. And thank you for being a part of our, our stories. Uh, I guess the only thing to do is uh, we, we probably should finish off uh, with a little with a little OEA. Uh, so I'm going to have to pull the microphones down a little bit here. <laughs> do you want me to move back a little bit? You might have to move back yeah. a little bit. I'll pull the mic. All right, hang on. I, I'll give you mine, yep. and then you give you give the official one. All right, here we go. I'll give you. I'll do the best I've got. Yeah, let's get this lined up here. Here we go. All right. 
Oh yay! Oh yay! Oh yay! Fantastic! How did I go as an amateur? I can't work next week. Okay, can you do? Can you do it for me next week? <laughs> can I borrow? Can I borrow your uniform? That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, here. This is the real one. Here we go. Oh yay! Oh yay! Wow. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. That is absolutely brilliant. Absolutely amazing. And uh, we were in a soundproof studio, supposedly, and I could see people looking in through the windows. Uh, that is absolutely incredible, Kevin. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's, all, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and have a chat and on our podcast series as well. And you're a wonderful ambassador for our city. So thank you for what you do. Lee, thank you so much for having me on today. And it's a pleasure and it's always gorgeous talk to you. Thank you.